Welcome to The Follower, a podcast to grow in loving Jesus and following Him for Crew Santa Barbara students and for whoever else may be listening. Well, hello. Welcome, Jasmine, to The Follower. I'm so glad you're here. Jasmine makes me so happy. (laughs) Uh, I just be happy. Oh, (laughs) kind. Um, I'm really glad you're going to be on the team next year. Side note, this is great. (laughs) Uh, I'm staying again. Good. Uh, well, yeah, for people who don't know you, I thought maybe you can start by saying who you are, maybe some fun facts about you. I'd love to hear about it. Okay. Um, hi everybody. My name is Jasmine and I am a first year, uh, Epic intern. Um, fun fact. This is going to be super random, but uh, I, I have a lot of pride in this. Um, so I used to be really active in the YouTube comment sections, and it was really weird, but I would get top comments all the time. Like, my comments would have, like, 100 likes to 1,000 likes. What? And they weren't even any, like, mind-blowing comments. It was, like, super random, like oh, this is so cool. But then I would get tons of likes and then I would know it because people would reply to my comment and then I will like click on it and I'll see like, oh my gosh, like 960 likes. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of different interests. So then the videos I watch would be like ranging from uh, music videos to iPhone unboxing videos. Oh and I would just like, I just, I don't I wanted to like leave my comment. And then when I do, I don't know why people <laughs> like it. And so I realized this was a trend, or I was getting all these likes, so I decided to make a compilation that was screenshot. I'll, I'll find all of these comments, I'll screenshot it, and so um, I have a folder of all my top comments. No way! From 2011. <laughs> Jasmine! <laughs> <in> college. <laughs> but I'm retired now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so weird i would love to see those comments were they like funny or just like relatable maybe they're relatable i don't think they were funny okay but i was probably relatable (laughs) yeah that's the best fun fact i think i've ever heard how did i not know this about you you're full of weird facts about you and interests (laughs) oh wow that's great yeah. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, Jasmine is a first year Epic intern on the crew Santa Barbara team and she's awesome. And apparently she's famous in the YouTube world for her comments. <laughs> oh, it makes me really happy. Anyway, that's great. Um, well, today we thought we would discuss a somewhat spicy topic. It's not really that Ooh. spicy, but it's I, it's a important thing, I think, for both of us. Um, and that is the concept of emotional dependency um, in friendships and relationships. And yeah, and so um, this is something Jasmine's passionate about. It's something I'm passionate about as well. And so, yeah, I don't know if you could kind of start by giving us some sort of a your version of a definition of what emotional dependency is and and then maybe after that some warning signs for what uh mm-hmm. could be it yeah 
Um, yeah, I'm really glad uh, I had this opportunity to talk about this because it is something that I struggled with for a while. Um, and it is something I want people to be more aware of too. To simply put it, um, I would describe it as being in an idolatrous relationship with a significant other, a friend, hmm. or even a family member. Hmm. Um, it's when you're constantly constantly looking to another person to meet all your needs for love and security. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's like basically an unhealthy attachment to one person. Whoa. Um, I'm already yeah. shook. <laughs> you're like two sentences into the podcast. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, so, I don't know, signs and symptoms. Um, so, ex- I think experiencing jealousy when the, your friend or your partner spends time with other people is a huge sign. Dang. Or just feeling that sense of pos- possessiveness. Like, oh no, like that person is my best friend. Like, no one else can claim her or him. Yeah. Um, other people might see you guys as inseparable. And a lot of times you can't... Uh, you can't see the other person's faults. So you're like this person that you're friends mm-hmm. with is like perfect. Like nothing is wrong with them or her. Um, your own values and opinions might merge with that person too. Um, and you're maybe you're con- and you're constantly talking to them too, whether it's like through texting or calling, like mm-hmm. you're always bringing up this person in your other conversations. Um, and it's like tricky too, because this can just be like, Oh yeah, you're your best friend. Like just your homie right. or something or someone but um it could be pretty obvious um when it becomes idolatrous when like yeah all you're thinking about is this person wow jasmine that is so good i mean i just want to think about all of those different symptoms separately for a long time (laughs) because i've experienced Mm -hmm. that i feel like in different waves and different types of relationships um a lot for sure. And it is tricky because you're right. Like, oh, the Bible even says that we should like bear each other's burdens, which is kind of like depending on each other in some ways. But there is this level of like emotional attachment and codependency and on one person in particular that, um, is what you're talking about more rather than just like, Oh, I'm going through a hard time. And, uh, so, I mean, I think those are really good warning signs and ones that I've experienced and seen, um, often. And also I did, I wanted to preface for everyone listening to that Jasmine and I don't have psychology degrees. (laughs) So like a therapist would probably be the ultimate, like a counselor would probably be the ultimate person to define these things or someone with a PhD probably in psychology. But that being said, um, I think that we both have experience with this and have um, maybe touched the stove when it's too hot and we've learned the hard Mm -hmm. way. (laughs) So anyway, I just wanted to say that too. Um, But man, you are hitting it out of the park. So that is really super helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So kind of with that, is this something that you've experienced? Um, I mean, before, which you kind of said yes to, and could you share with us maybe some of what that was like? Um, how you came to the conclusion that it was emotional dependency? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I definitely struggled with this throughout college. 
Um, not so much my high school years, but definitely in college. Um, when I first came to UCSB, I realized I had to start from scratch. Like mm. all my new, like all my friends from home were like childhood friends, but in college, like you have to like start over. And so I became really insecure about my place of belonging. Mm. Um, and ultimately, I started placing my identity, my worth, and other people. Um, and really early on, I became I became obsessed with finding my go-to person or like my best friend. Um, and I would throw myself a lot of pity parties and believe the lies that I was alone if I didn't find my like number one or like if I wasn't somebody else's number one. Um, yeah. Uh, and whenever I did find a person, I did all I could to please them. Uh, because I had a fear that if I didn't benefit them or keep them happy, they would leave me and that I would mm. be all alone. Um, again, it's like security and like place of belonging. Right. A specific story you can share that happened more recently, um, like in senior year, was I was going through a season um, of just really a really hard time. Like there was just a lot of stuff happening in my life in different areas. Um, and around that time, I met a friend through another friend, and we actually found we had a lot of a lot in common, like our testimonies were very similar. Um, it was really easy for us to like just talk about everything. Um, I felt like she understood everything. Um, and like she herself like had recently gone through a bad breakup. Um, and so in a way she was depending on me a lot for affirmation and mm. like encouragement. Um, and so we spent like a lot of time just like encouraging each other or like trying to fix each other, help each other, being there for each other, like, 24-7. Um, and I found my, like, my own mood begin to rise and fall depending on her emotional well-being. And I think she was also mm -hmm. um, experiencing that, too. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I had this desire to be, like, useful um, in that, like, I had to, if I don't help this, if I don't help my friends, um, that I'm not important or not valuable or significant. Yeah. Um, and so this led to comparing myself with her other friends in her life. So yeah. like if she mentions another person or she hangs out with another person, I just feel like, oh my gosh, like she's just better off without me mm -hmm. or that person would probably give her better advice than I give her. Um, and this just like spiraled down to my, oh, like it was, it just became about me. Like, Mm -hmm. of my identity like I'm not worthy enough like no one cares about me like I'm alone um so what started off was just like very like like it was like a really like healthy simple friendship like yeah like someone who gets me it became this unhealthy like codependent relationship where we would like go to each other for like our needs but not point each other to God um it was a lot of of selfish reasons too, like satisfying our own like desires rather than truly helping the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it was, this went on for like a couple of months too. And it was pretty obvious. Like my friend, like she has over like replaced Jesus's place in my mind and my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, like I looked to her to give me worth for purpose, for belonging, like security, um, eventually this friendship, um, took a toll on my own mental health. Um, like I said earlier, like my mood would like mm -hmm. rise and fall depending on hers, which is really exhausting. Yeah. Um, as much like it was, it was, I found a lot of security. Like, oh yeah, like I have this person I can talk to every day. Like I'm never alone. 
but at the same time, it just didn't feel. It was just really burdensome too. At a point, like very weight mm-hmm. weighty, um, and mm-hmm. I also started to recognize my own self sinful motivations and like my like selfish heart. Um, it was really hard to admit that, um, but eventually, um, we decided to take this friend break. I'm sure you guys heard about this from other people. Um, <laughs> it was really difficult and. We wish it wasn't that. We wish it wasn't. It didn't have to yeah. be dramatic, but it actually was. Like we just had to like have some space from each other. Yeah. Um. And the weeks like followed that was really really hard. Like I felt like really lonely. Like oh my gosh. Like I ruined every friendship I like ever make. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna have my best friend. And for a long time I couldn't even like turn to God. It was just all about like my loneliness and like um that person and how like we're never going to be friends again things like that mm-hmm. um but eventually like after many nights of crying mm-hmm. <laughs> many painful nights um god began to i don't know like remind like kind of train me to like look to him like go to him um like i had to like he had to constantly remind me that my ultimate satisfaction is in god alone and when a need arises um i just need to pray and ask god to meet those needs yeah um search my feelings of loneliness loneliness and all this it's really cliche to say like like yeah just pray just go to god but in that moment when i was when i was looking for when i was in these friendships like it was so easy to forget about god like it was so easy to just turn to my friends instead of turning to god and praying to, to the lord um yeah, but God did create us for community, um, and like we do need friends in our lives too. But right. I guess we can talk about that like later. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I feel like both convicted and also that I relate. I think mm. um, even just the concept you were talking about at the beginning of like this need to have a best friend that sees you as their best friend too, and. Um, I just so relate to that. I've had so many pity parties. Like, ugh, I think I like this person and they're, I'm more, they're, they're more my best friend to me than I am to them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. couldn't figure out how to word that. Um, and it's, I, I didn't think about that before, but it's so true that it's wrapped up in this selfish need for friendship rather than like what we see in scripture and like, what true good friendship is. Um, and also too, I think, yeah, I think my personal experience, like in discipleship, I see the whole jealousy thing a lot. Uh, personally, like when I'm discipling somebody and then I've totally experienced this where they start getting wisdom from somebody else. And then I get jealous. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I get that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, savior complex. That's real nice. Yeah. Um, and even with Andrew too, it's like, of course we need to be depending on each other. We're literally one, but there is a difference between like, oh, I'm ultimately like relying on the Lord and Mm -hmm. I'm coming before him with my issues. And I just like can feel it in my spirit sometimes when I am going to Andrew too much and he disappoints me with his answer or whatever. And then I get really mad and really lonely And like, oh, I probably should have never put that weight in him anyway. Right. 
Yeah, because, like, a lot of time we place all these expectations on, on, like, other people, but they can, they can, they can fail us anytime, like, yeah, you know, they're not perfect, but God is, like, the only one who can ultimately satisfy us, and, like, he's perfect. Yeah. So we kind of do this to ourselves, (laughs) in a way, like, yeah, depending on other people and, like, expecting them to fulfill our needs. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And I've also like experienced and seen the merging opinions and, Mm -hmm. and the really dangerous game of every time I'm in a conversation, this person comes up or they're with me or like just an, a lack of separation between you and the other person that like Mm -hmm. you don't exist without the other person. I mean, not that anyone would really ever say that, but, uh, yeah yeah like you kind of speak for the other person in like yeah. conversation like it's like natural yeah like right. we're one with the other person right i guess it is different too i guess with like if you're married and like mm-hmm. in a friendship or like a like a like a parent child relationship too yeah um so it might be a little different right right and i i mean it's tricky because kind of like what we were saying earlier like we need friends. We need like mm. God might ask you to be married and that those things are good and it's like good to rely on people. But there comes this level of, you know, what you're describing where there's such an unhealthy attachment that you mm. rise and fall with them and um which is different than like mourning with those who mourn and being happy with those, you know, whatever the verse is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of moving on from there, what are some ways to grow in depending on God and healthily count and healthily counting on other people mm. that you see or have helped you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So like we, we like talked about earlier, like God did create us to be in community and like we need healthy right. intimate godly friendships um and like the problem comes when we elevate these people or things higher than god or like the same level as god right uh i think like i guess like what i think about first is like what is a godly friendship um and it's uh, I read somewhere, like, in a book, it says it's fueled by a commitment to love God and others rather than serving self and focusing mm-hmm. on what we can get from others. It's good. Um, and, like, everything I mentioned earlier was a lot about selfishness and, like, what I desired. And so I think some way that's, like, a way to help or has helped me become more dependent on God and, like, inviting God into my help and my friendships It's just praying over, like, the friendship. Yeah. and. It's good. Um, like letting the other person know to like in this friendship, like I hope we can be honest and like keep each other accountable and point us point each other to the Lord rather than trying to be like what you said, a savior mm-hmm. to to each other. Yeah. Um and yeah, like the goal of our friendship to be to be able to point each other to Jesus, which enables us to keep God in, in the center. Um really? I guess um Something that's been helpful that a friend has shared with me that's been helpful for her, and I think I shared this with the woman's panel we had, it was when something happens or, like, we, we actually do need to reach out to our friends, um, it's 
a good idea to reach out to or talk to multiple people rather than just one person like okay i'm gonna relate everything all the burden to this one person but it's like go to different people like um they had different perspectives and you're not just being completely emotionally dependent on this one go-to friend yeah um and it's also important to know like who these people are that you're going to like will they point you back to jesus um and be honest with you or are they just gonna tell you what you want to hear and shoot uh <laughs> yeah like um uh, say things like oh like you're you're right like you know um you're not wrong things like that so um that's like a way um and like if you are if you are someone who are a relational person like it's good it's a good idea to ask yourself uh checkpoint questions or like just to like search your own heart and your motivations so yeah. like some I can list some of these questions that yeah, I do it. found helpful for me that I found on an article. Um, so like one is, am I viewing my life through one, per- one other person's lens or filter? Hmm. Um, second one is, am I allowing room for God to give me new friendships? And oh, a third one, um, am I good with, and in fact, celebrating my close friends, building other friendships? Um, and then the final one is, am I living out of my insecurities or am I living out of my identity in Christ and responding and relating to my friends in that way? Um, so these are, are questions that are already very convicting um, yeah. and are a good gauge uh, of where you're, where you're at with your friendship with, this person, with a person or relationship with your significant other. Um, so yeah, like, um, I think just also like, talking to people who probably have gone through the same thing, like hearing from their experience to yeah. like, um, asking them like, what are some ways, how can I prevent this from happening to me? Um, yeah. So those are yeah. some ways that have helped me. Wow. That is so helpful. I mean, from like anything as simple as like, Oh yeah, we should be praying over all of our relationships you know, and focusing on Jesus first to here's a checklist of questions like you can ask yourself or, um, yeah, that is just really good. Um, and I I think this is, I mean, you kind of answered this question earlier too, but we all, we talked about you taking a friendship break with your Mm. friend, which is, um, kind of the most extreme thing I think to do to right, <laughs> create yeah. health in it your life. Extreme. Um, I don't know if either of us have an answer to this, but like, do you know what, what would qualify a need to take a break from a friendship or a relationship that you like? Cause there are certain things that are going to happen in a lot of relationships. Right. Or like you, you see it, you know, the jealousy in your heart and you repent and mm-hmm. and you don't need to like not hang out with somebody because you were jealous one time that they have other friends, right? But right. But there are sometimes good reasons to take space from somebody. So I this is kind of random. I don't know if you had thoughts on when that would be appropriate or not. Right. This was definitely a interesting example or like um like for me, I was actually convicted to take this. We, we both were 
it was because I felt like the Lord was asking me to take a step back, but I didn't want to. Like, I was resistant Hmm. for a long time, actually. Like, I was like, no, I can't live without this person. Like, if you tell me to, like, like, take this break, then I just can't. I think that was, like, the red flag for me. I realized my, like, rebellious nature against what the Lord is asking me. It was a clear sign that, okay, like, maybe I should take this break. So it was, like, a more extreme example um, yeah. because it was taking a toll on our, both our mental health. I guess that could be another, yeah. another sign is like, if you're like your, your well-being, like your mental or your physical well-being is getting hit, then yeah. maybe space is needed. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I guess do you have yeah. any ideas. Oh, those are really good. Um, yeah, I, that's really good. I think, I've experienced this as well, taking space from people. My tendency is to never, ever, ever leave a friendship for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, because I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, too. Classic. But um, but yeah, I think I can agree to um, the mental health thing. Like, I think it's different between, like, someone is coming to you with their issues and you're annoyed right or like that's that's, yes maybe that takes a quote-unquote toll on you but that's not like that's just being self-sacrificial that's not like Mm -hmm. my mental Mm -hmm. well-being like I am sad all the time or angry or whatever and like all of my thoughts are consumed with yes this friendship this mm -hmm. and I think that and then yeah I agree though it's like a process of I mean I just also value all of my relationships, family, friends, so much that, like, it's usually the thing God uses to refine me, I think. But, I mean, it's kind of like the rich young ruler. Like, if we're not willing to leave everything and follow Jesus, um, I mean, in in the rich young ruler story, it's money, but it could be friendship, and not that Jesus asks us to abandon every friendship and follow him. Of course not. But like, but just that question of, are you even willing? Um, anyway, I'm kind of rambling now, but I, I do think the mental health thing is a big thing. And then, yeah, I mean, just like walking in step with the spirit was the thing for me that's helpful um, in the past is like, okay, Lord, um, like, I don't want to step out of this because I'm done and because I'm not being self-sacrificial or whatever or selfish or I am being selfish, but I also don't want to stay because I just want to. And I am holding on for dear life to this thing. That's not bringing me mm-hmm. goodness. So I don't know. I kind of just agree with what you're saying. And then just like walking in the spirit in that. And also I think getting other opinions from other people, um, yeah. Which is like, hopefully you have friendships with people that can see that well enough <laughs> to yeah, like notice that. Outsider, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even you? if it's like your parents or somebody you who you, like is older than you and just like you could tell them the situation and get their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, usually people can see on the outside a little bit better sometimes than we can even. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with what you said, too. Um, I also, like, I was thinking about it again, like, I realized that if, in this case, like, this has been going on for so long, like, if it wasn't this specific friend, like, it would just have happened, it it happened to multiple people, and I realized I was never 
alone. Like I always had like a, mm. like a person in my life. Yeah. Um, and I felt like God had to shift that away in order to show me that he is enough. And like, he yeah. is the only one who can be like truly enough. Yeah. Um, so definitely like, yeah, just because, um, something gets hard in your friendship or like, Oh, right. like this person, I might be like burning this person, whatever. Like, doesn't mean you need to take a step back. Yeah. Like, immediately it, it does take a lot of discernment um and yeah like asking people around you for their like thoughts too is is very helpful and just yeah praying to the lord i think god if you're like walking with the lord like he will show you like he could tell yeah. like your spirit would be able to like tell you yeah hmm, like maybe this friendship isn't really healthy right now and yeah. it taking a break to reflect or to focus on the Lord um, is the right thing to do, then do so. But yeah. if it's to hang on and to like work with that person and like better and like, I don't know, to communicate better or to be more honest with each other, more accountable, then maybe that's the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, my only other thought before I ask kind of our last question is just that the older I get, the more friendships come in and out of my life for various reasons. I mean, like people move or their mm-hmm. life transition, they change or, or, or maybe there is a friendship breakup or whatever. And I just like the older I get, the more that happens. And I think, I mean, it's obviously difficult, but, um, I think that it's good and healthy to be where you're at and just be so open to being invested in in whoever comes your way. I mean, you mentioned this earlier, like, are you open to having new friends? Like, well, you definitely need to be because there might come a day where this person is not there anymore, you know? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, that's true. And, I mean, anyway, so that's just something that I've been thinking about too. It's especially relevant, but... Mm-hmm. And, like, this topic of emotional dependency, like, it comes from, like, it's, like, other, it comes, like, other issues stems from this, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, feeling insecure or, like, issues about identity. Um, mm-hmm. And so you might have to, like, we might have to, like, work on those. Yeah, it's good. Our issues first, too, in order to, like, tackle, like, emotional dependency. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um. Well, I've been wrapping up the podcast most of the time by asking this question, who are you following these days? Um, just to give resources for anyone to who may be listening um, about books or sermons or podcasts maybe, or yeah, just what are you listening to or reading these days and um, how has that been helpful for you? Ooh, I think that's a good question. Um so these days, I've been listening to um, a podcast series by Jenny Allens. Um, I mean, if you don't know her, she's like the director of If Gathering, like the nationwide women's conference, Christian women's conference. Um, and she has like really, really good topics about just like about anything, like from from this topic of healthy friendships um, to mental health um, to other to like even emotions in general, like sadness, anger. Hmm. Uh, which I've been listening to recently, um, to family, things like that. So 
if you want to listen to it, it's available on Spotify and Apple Music or podcasts. Um, yeah, I really like her 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 podcast because they're just really relatable um, and straightforward. Yeah. Um, books. Personally, I've been or recently I've been rereading Tim Keller's The Freedom to Self Forgetfulness. Oof. Um, that was super good. I went through, I went over it in discipleship like a couple years ago, but I decided to pick it up again because it's always such a good, it's like so short too, um, but it's a good reminder. Um, it's basically like humility and um, just like reminded, remind being reminded that it's not about us. Um, yeah. And oh, in a way it's like related to this topic too, emotional dependency. A lot of times like we think about, it's like, no, it's like elevating ourselves or elevating other people. Like, it's, it's either like we're very important or we're not important at all but the book is basically saying that it's not even about us in the first place it's about god mm-hmm. and so it's a really good really really good book really really short too um and it's like um uh, fun to go over with your disciples or discipler um yeah. yeah that's like another one i wanted to recommend yeah that's awesome um, and both kind of related to this topic in one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. the only resources I have on healthy relationships, not the only ones, but the most helpful ones for me have been two books by Henry Cloud. Um, one is called Safe People and one is called Boundaries. And, uh, Boundaries, I think is the most helpful, although it's longer. And he's a Christian, um, counselor and it's, it's amazing. It was very it's been very helpful for me. I think I should probably reread it. Ooh, um, I want to check it out. But yeah, I want to listen to Jenny Allen because I, I know who she is and I just haven't spent a ton of time listening to her stuff, but it's great. So, I mean, I didn't realize she did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff on things like emotions or relationships and friendships and stuff. But that's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. And Tim Keller, I've never read Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it, so I'll add it to my list of books. <laughs> you should read it. Yes. So Apparently. Well, thanks again, Jasmine. This has been very helpful for me and hopefully, and I'm sure, helpful to whoever decides to listen to the podcast. And uh, yeah, we just wish you a good day. Thanks again for listening to The Follower. See you next time.